Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Jamie Stimson, and this is my brand new single, So Lost. Woke up in the morning and I saw your face It told a million stories of pure disgrace I knew that life was changing for the human race But this was major, a major, a mistake And I feel like a lost cause chasing an empty road Sailing into the sunset When the moon was still afloat I was just a drop in the ocean I'd be on my way Waiting to find a reason To breathe I Might not survive this day I'm so lost All I wanna find is my way I'm so lost All I wanna find is my way I'm so lost All I wanna find is my way I'm so lost All I wanna find is my way So lost And it was getting harder to breathe It was getting harder to see The light at the end of the tunnel It's where I'd like to be This day I'm so lost All I wanna find is my way 
welcome to After Extra Time. And a big thanks to uh, one of our old guests, Jamie Stimson. Uh, his latest single, which is out on the 23rd of Feb, that was So Lost. And um, he's saying that it was about COVID and mental health and how he um, he hopes that, you know, when will things end and that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure everyone can relate to that. But thanks to you, Jamie, for uh, letting us play that. And uh, as usual, I'm joined by my two culprits, Adam Greeny Green, the diva. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Jack, mate. And the Millwall one, who will be buzzing off the back end of a result, Jacko. Well, yeah, buzzing, I think, is uh, an understatement, mate. Cracking result. <laughs> just before you start, I um, just want to go on that as well, Jack. Cheers, Jamie. That was a great yeah, song, definitely. mate. And I'm just going to correct correct Jack. He did say the 23rd. It's actually the 26th. Oh, well, you told me the 23rd, so... <laughs> yeah, well... But either way, no, no. People need to get on, download his yeah, track. Yeah, pre it. He's it, mate. It's, yeah, it's for a great cause, you know. It's me and Jack. Obviously, me and Jack have got the uh, opportunity, Jack, to interview Jamie. And it's quality what he's done in lockdown, mate. And to come out with a song like that, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, people, please download it on all platforms, all streams. Yeah, Cheers. Get behind him, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it as well. Well, diving straight in and boys um, I think there's only one place to start really and that's at the King Power on Saturday um, don't give him ammo no I've got to I've got to give him ammo <laughs> I don't want to but I've got to fuel him um, <laughs> Greeny surely buzzing with that result I'm sure you didn't mm. see it at 1-0 but yeah no I didn't see it coming mate I must admit I text my lads who was messaging me going this is the worst performance I've seen and at the time, mate, 75 minutes, Liverpool were a much better side. I'm sure you'll both agree. VAR, what, we're going on VAR again, but again, it worked in our favour, worked against us, worked with us. It was weird, mate. You, you must have seen it. One minute he's given a peno, and then it's not a penalty, and then, then they look at some. But this week, I have to say, VAR played its, played its well, to be fair. We're normally slagging it off, but it did play its play well today. Um but I don't know, did you boys expect that? Because I'm sure I didn't, mate. When we went 1-0 down, I thought, here we go, 3 or 4. Um, no, I didn't expect that result in any way, shape or form. I didn't expect after the back of Alisson's poor performance against Man City that he'd go and do that yesterday, to be brutally honest. <laughs> um, the guy's gone from the best, one of the best Premier League goalkeepers to he's now a fucking liability. Um, you know... Mm. Um, I have a question about VAR. Someone put up a comment. I don't know if you've seen it. They they showed the lines of, I believe, the offside of the free kick and compared it to the line yeah. that was drawn for Van Dyke. And there's two different lines that have drawn for the end of the sleeve. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm. But um, I've seen I, it, I just yeah. feel... I don't want to bang on too much about it because, again, we, we talk about it every week, but I just feel that in itself shows that there's inconsistencies. If you can't... Would you have said that was offside looking at that or would well, you have said it was onside, look, mate? We discussed this the other week with Steve. I turned around and said, if you go into the fucking lines, give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're, if you're taking more time out of it, to look at a decision that could have been made in 30 seconds without this nitpicking, um, 
yeah, it was a waste. It's a waste of time. Um, so if it goes to lies, just benefit your doubt to the attacker, give him some it, and and just let the game go. And if people want to moan about it, people can moan about it. But just move on. What I do want to touch on, Jack, while you've come on to this subject, mate, is the incredible save Casper done. I know it got ruled offside in the end, or it would have got ruled offside. But did you see that incredible yeah, save? I did. Top see draw. It. Yeah, Top draw, a, mate. Strong. Didn't get a lot of credit for that. But it offered it I, I don't think he gets a lot of credit at all, to be honest, Michael. I think he's he, he's had he's he's had a couple of moments over the last sort of couple of seasons. He had one against Bournemouth last year, but I think he's more of a consistent goalkeeper than Allison's been this year. Mm. Well, agree, yeah. well, Jack, do you think that, or do you just think? Yeah, no, I I, think, I agree with you, Matt. I think he's, he's you know he's fairly reliable. You know, I think he probably goes like you say under the radar a lot. I mean, you know, he's been there a long time as well. Mm. Big, you know, good servant to the club, and yeah, I'm sure he's probably gonna obviously already has them one of the Prem and stuff. But I'm sure he's gonna establish himself as a Leicester legend, and he's probably already done that really in terms of longevity at, at Leicester. And I'm I'm hearing, I'm sure. You know, Guarini will want him to continue being, you know, reliable and stuff. But yeah, I think in terms of, you know, mistakes and that, he doesn't really have a lot of mistakes in him, really. You know, he's, like I say, he's fairly reliable. Just going back to that Liverpool game, I, I don't know if you boys have seen it, but there's obviously been reports and stuff and all sorts floating about on social media. But where do you boys stand on Jurgen Klopp? Guarini, what do you think? It's, it's, it's a tough one, mate. At the end of the day, his mum's died. He can't. He couldn't go to the funeral, which is sad. Um, I think they should have let him have gardening leave and let him travel, whether it's by private plane or what. They should let him travel. If he's been COVID tested, which they do, mate, twice a week, I can't see the issue. To be quite honest, um, I mean, look at Boris, mate. He travelled to Scotland, and there was no reason for him yeah. to travel to Scotland. You know, so I think we touched on this before, where Celtic have gone to Dubai for their for their football mm. tour thing, and. And players going out on the piss and what and over. So I, I feel they should let him have gone. Um, do I think that's made a difference in his play? Yeah, possibly. I think he's got more on his plate than mm. Liverpool at the minute. Um, like I said, I think they should let him have gardening leave. I thought they should have let him have a couple of weeks out, put his assistant in charge or whatever, and, and go from there. But I feel that has affected the way they've played. I mean, you look at him yesterday, mate, after his press conference and it weren't the same Jurgen what we've seen previously in the last two, three years, is it? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's harsh, mate. I think it's harsh. And uh, I'm not a massive Klopp fan, but on this occasion, um, yeah, I'm definitely with him. Jacko, just obviously touching on Klopp again. I think, um, well, he said in his interview post-match that obviously, you know, he conceded to the title race and that. Yeah. And I think most fans are pretty obvious to that. Is it, does it, is it... You know, I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans, obviously, I mean, in the moment, it's easy to say, yeah, we want him to be sacked and stuff. There's a lot of people wanting him to be sacked. Mm. And, which, where, where do you stand on Klopp? Um, you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what the Liverpool fans are doing that are wanting him out. The guy's been there for a considerable amount of time and has brought in a, a considerable amount of success for that side. Um, yes, they've invested heavily over the last sort of three, two or three years and you know with the fact that they are up there competing with Man City you know they are going to be there or thereabouts for a title every year 
but you can't expect them to do it consistently over a period of time. Um, you know, I, I think this, this season's going to be, this season's been a lot different than what we've normally expected. You know, we had a, such a short turnaround June, July time. Um, yeah, we, we all said, and we've all continually said that they haven't invested properly in the summer. And I'd like to think that this summer, when they've actually got a bit more time to sort things out, they probably will do that investment. Um, but it's just a bad season. And the fact that Liverpool fans want him out and he's going to ruin the club and all this sort of stuff, it, it just bewilders me because he, he's got them the title that they've been after for the last 30 years. And now because he's gotten fourth and they're having a shit season, they want him out. I don't, I, it just, it just baffles me. It really, really does. You know, it's a, just a poor season. Chelsea have had a poor season. Um, Arsenal have had poor seasons for the last sort of four or five years. Spurs are having a poor season. It happens. I don't think Liverpool would be sensible enough to get rid of Klopp. Um, you know, I, I feel, you know, I, I can understand from his point of view because I know his last sort of few press conferences have been short and a bit snippy and, you know, with everything that's going behind, going on behind the scenes with his family, that's totally understandable because, I, you know, if I was in that position, the last thing I'd be giving a shit about is football if my mum had just died. No, that's for a fact. Um, I, I I have to agree with Greeny. I think he should have been allowed to go. Um, it yeah, if it meant that he had to be quarantined for a couple of weeks, then quarantine him for a couple of weeks, give him a break, give him a chance to sort of accept the start of of grieving uh, a loss of that magnitude in your family, and give him a chance to be able to go again. Um, uh, I think. You know, I seriously think Liverpool will be, will be a better side next year, but I think they have to invest first, and you know, give the likes of this um, Quebec, is it the centre half that they bought in, the likes of Phillips and Williams and Jones and all these guys that have been on the cusp of, of playing in this starting eleven for Liverpool, give them a chance for the rest of the season, give them run out, give them game time, let them get more Premier League experience. So that if they were to have an injury crisis that they have had like this year, then they've got more game time and they understand it better. Um, but yeah, I, do, I don't understand why people want him sacked. I really don't. Yeah, no, mate. I mean, he's literally brought them the first, you know, he's brought the Champions League, the first first Prem in 30 yeah. years. And the minute something goes wrong, they just turn up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think I agree with you boys as well. I think some things are bigger than football, and you know he should be allowed to to go back to Germany. And like you said, if it's if sake of quarantine for a few weeks, then like things, are, you know, football's not the be all and end all at the end of the day. You know, there's there's, there's a world outside football. Um, staying with the games on Saturday, then um, Greeny Man City just the train keeps rolling. Sixteen wins in all competitions yeah. now. Um, obviously, United dropped yeah. yesterday as well, so. You know, title race is probably, I wouldn't say it's over, but, you know, it's, it's it's looking a hard task for everyone to try and catch up with Man City. You know, they just absolutely steamrolled Spurs as well, obviously, who weren't in great form. But, yeah, the train keeps rolling for Man City. 
it does, mate. It's in their hands now, mate, to uh, to lose it. They're touching it. They've just not quite grabbed it yet. Um, mate, they're incredible. I mean, we was writing them off at the start of the season when they were like in eighth place, mate. They lost quite a few on the spin or... And we're thinking, shucking hell, mate. These ain't going to even get in the top four. And then they've just gone on this wonder run. And it's quite scary. But they ain't got De Bruyne. They ain't got Aguero. They're the two main men. And they're still banging in goals, mate. Keeping clean sheets. I think the title race could be over quite soon, mate, to be honest. Now, like you say, United slipped up again today. Is the title race already over? I think if Man United or Leicester lose one more game, that, that, that's it, mate. It's, Lights yeah, Greeny, uh, not Greeny, Jacko, like Greeny said, um, Gary to think, you know, obviously Man City missing a couple of players mm. as well. I mean, the way that Gundogan's playing and Foden are playing, does, does Kevin De Bruyne get back in the side? Um, I think it gives you an insight into the fact that if De Bruyne was to go or be out for a considerable amount of time, they've got ready-made replacements waiting for them. Uh, I highly rate Foden. I know a lot of people are saying, is he that good just because of the plays he's got around him? I feel that if if we're not talking about the fact that De Bruyne is injured uh, as a constant thing for the fact that he's not playing for Man City, uh, I think it shows that Foden is good enough to be at that level. Um, and to be fair, I've rated him for quite a while, so I'm quite happy to, to see him do well in that side. Uh, I think you know, I, I think they've they've done what Man City do, which is they go and buy the players that they need to get, and it's worked. You know, they've they've lost two games all season. They've conceded 14 goals out of 23 games, and they're now sitting seven points clear of Man United and Leicester with a game in hand. I uh, I just as 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 Greeny said, we weren't expecting this. They looked poor at the start of the season, but they've just been on a tear, and I think. To be fair, I think if they've got Everton on in midweek, which is their game in hand, that gives them a nine-point gap. And then they play Manchester United at the beginning of March, I think. So, yeah, I think it's it's pretty, it'll be done. It'll be done by the uh, middle of March, I reckon. So that was going to be my next question. But you uh, it, so. <laughs> One step ahead. Um, touching on today's games, obviously, lunchtime kick-off. Wolves turned it around. They're one down against Southampton and uh, Jacko. Southampton are now six straight losses. Yeah. Um, where does that sort of put them? Because obviously they were, you know, the start of the season, they, you know, they even reached top of the table at one point and now they're sat back in 13th and the Wolves went above them and they're, they're sort of, they're not in free fall, but obviously losing six in a row, you know, is concerning obviously the nine nil as, as well. Is their confidence shot? Um, you know, like, is, is it time for Ralph to go? Um, you know, we, not to harp on about the, the discussion we had last week, but that was a question that I asked Greeny. And his, his argument yeah. was that Southampton fans saying that they were overachieving this year um, and that they'd be happy where they are. I think, I think it's safe to say they're in a poor run of form. Um, I don't think the 9 was going to help with uh, with with Hassan Hüttel's job security, I don't feel. But I think with the way that the bottom three are playing, I think even if they just get another five or six points, I think they'll be absolutely fine. Um, I don't see Fulham, West Brom or Sheffield United getting out of it personally. Um, so I think it's just going to be a case of try and get a couple of wins soon, give themselves a bit of confidence. Maybe if they can 
sort of keep um, with pace with the likes of West Ham, Everton and Villa. I doubt they will, but that they can obviously try and make a push for, for Europa. I think they're still in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, yeah, so they've got that that they can focus on. I, I think now's probably a good chance for them to do that. Um, you know, try and get a bit of silverware back to, to St. Mary's. Um, the, uh, I, I don't think sacking Hasenhurt will, will solve the problem. I just think that... Yeah, they drew, they drew Bournemouth in the FA Yeah, so, so I, I think I, I think they've got a good chance to go far in that. Um, I just feel, yeah, sacking Hasenhurt wouldn't be the right thing to do. Just try and ride this out and hopefully get a couple of results. You know, Mill will add an 18-game and beat uh, 18 game run where they only won two games. Um, and we've now won three out of our last six, I think. So it, it will get there. It's just they've got to try and persist with this slump and hopefully try and turn it around sooner rather than later. Greeny, we're going over to one of your, uh, one of your many teams now. Um, yeah, Man United. <laughs> Uh, talk to me about it. What's gone wrong with United? Oh mate, the game was awful. I mean, you're in a you're in a, a slump, aren't you? When you play West Brom, they don't play great football as it is. I think I think United weren't at the races, mate. I mean, the conceding after 90 seconds again, not great. And I thought myself, I don't know about you two lads, but I thought mm-hmm. United were lucky to come away with even a point. I mean, that new striker, West Brom, looked quite quite deadly up front. He had a couple more chances he didn't put away, but I felt West Brom should have come out with a three, to be honest with you. Um, have United got enough to catch in City? Never. They ain't got enough, mate. They're up and down. They, they've got no consistency. I know they have, we can say they have previously because they're winning every game on the spin near enough, but they've, they've dropped mm. off again. They keep doing this, don't they? Where they, they pick up form, then they drop off. They pick up form, they drop off. But they pick up the form at the wrong yeah. time and they drop off form at the wrong time. Um, so I don't, I don't think they'll challenge now for the league. They'll, they'll comfortably probably get top four. But again, mate, I, I, United are United at the minute. So again, we'll, we'll pressure be on Ollie if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't get Premier League title or whatever. I mean. He's not. If he finishes in the top four, it's an achievement in itself, possibly. But then they got top four last year, so you know they've improved a little bit. But I won't. I won't say they massively improved a lot, and they probably don't deserve to win the Premier even if they did. Because like you say, Man City have turned it up. Leicester have turned it up this year. So yeah, not much really on that on United front, mate. Except from they play poor today. Yeah, I think just obviously just thinking about you know the top four in the Premier League at the moment. What with um, obviously like fourteen, fifteen games left in the Prem for some teams. What are your boys? Or what are your? Where do you think the top four is gonna gonna sit? So obviously, we obviously probably all in agreement that Man City, you know, all being well, are probably gonna win the league the way they're going. But who do you think is gonna end up in that top four, Jacko? Who um, do you think's gonna sort? Of... I think the top three are pretty much there now. Um, I think it's now probably down to Liverpool um, between Liverpool and Arsenal the teams in there I think Everton have got a couple of games well Everton have got three games in hand obviously they play Fulham later tonight 
Um, you know, Villa have got a couple of games in hand. So, yeah, I think, especially after Arsenal's defeat at Leeds today, I, I think between 4th and 10th, I've got a really good shout of nicking that last Champions League spot. Um, I think the longer that, that Liverpool slump continues, I think the, the less likely they will get it. Um, but yeah, I think for me that's too tight to call. But I think the first, the top three are going to be there. It'll be City winning it. And then I could probably say Leicester, then United, as much as I hate saying that because it's greeny. Um, yeah, I think that'll, that'll be my three. And City. Leicester, Man United, and one of between Liverpool and Arsenal. I can't help you much more with that, mate. Sorry. Greeny, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, Jacko is about there, mate. Um, I don't think you'll see the top three change, apart from probably, like I said, Leicester over jumping United. I reckon Chelsea will get out of that fourth, of that fourth spot, mate. I think uh, Tuchel's just getting it right now. They're only. A point behind Liverpool with a game in hand over them. So if they win that, you know, it keeps the pressure on the others, don't it, with Liverpool. Again, they're all in for a sniff. West Ham are even up there as a long shot. But my fourth, mate, is Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. I just think, like you boys have said, I think it's going to be a... I think United probably stay in there. Leicester, if they can keep the consistency up, stay up there. And then, you know, it's, just, it's sort of a fight, really, for, to see who can try and sink that last one. Um, Liverpool or Chelsea, maybe Everton. Um, but, yeah, I, I think maybe as it is now, Liverpool maybe finish fourth. I mean, it could all go it could all go tipped up for Leicester in some respects, mate, because our, other, our games are not easy. I mean, our next uh, games is against Villa in the Prem, Arsenal. And then we've got Man City, West Ham, Man United, Chelsea, and finish off at Spurs. So, well, yeah, you might we, sort of it could, yeah, define your yeah, city, the table yeah. could spin on its head, mate. Especially like I said, with West Ham up there, United are up there, and you know, so it could spin on its head. I wouldn't like it to spin on its head. I'd like it to stay probably how it is. But after we seen Leicester last year and what happened with their massive points what they had over United mate and we give it up so never say never eh yeah I mean like you said you know, those sort of games def- you know, probably define the season really define where you boys finish mm. um, moving over to the championship then I'm sure Jack is <laughs> uh, excited to talk about the result yeah maybe uh, if anyone didn't know Mill will be ready for the weekend uh, um, so one of the major, uh, yeah, yeah. Well. So uh, the floor is yours, well, Mr. Jackson. Um, we first fifteen minutes, we were all over them. George Evans hit the bar. Um, we had a couple of other chances that we created. Reading just didn't look interested, and I thought, yeah, we'll get a get a good result here. I think I'll be happy with a draw. I'll take a draw away from home, um, and then we had. What I can only describe as a rush of shit to the brain for 20 minutes because we couldn't keep, we couldn't string three passes together. Um, Bielkowski's thrown the ball out to Williams, who's had a horrible touch 
which is a surprise because he's probably one of our better technical players um, in centre midfield. Um, and the guy's just had a shot where he's managed to not make Williams and sort of whip it round Bielkowski as he's sort of backtracking. And our heads went. Um, and it took a while to, to sort of get settled down and get back into it. Um, you know, Reading's midfield or Reading's front four of Tomato uh, behind Zhao with um, Elise and Ejaria on either flank is a scary front four, to be fair. And I think, I think, yeah, they're, they're sort of four of the best attackers that I've seen in the, in the championship this year. Um, you know, they, they, they were threatening at times. But then Rowett seems to have been more proactive rather than reactive with his subs of late. He did it at Sheffield United last week when we were a goal down. He brought Thompson on for Keftenveld, who got injured, and it changed the game. And he did the same again. He, he brought on Wallace. He brought on Bennett. And, it just, and he brought on Smith. And it just changed it. It really did change it. Um, and we looked so much better in the second half. We looked more threatening. Mason Bennett's popped up with a, a really good goal. It's a really good header. Um, Matt Smith has actually made an effort to go for things, which he doesn't normally do. And we've come away with a, a pleasant, pleasantly surprising win, I feel. Um, it's put us in an interesting position, you know, sort of only two points off Cardiff and, and eight points off Bournemouth and six. So I'm not looking at the chip playoffs just yet. I think if we can get a couple more wins in a row, I think we might start having a, a little bit of a look. But it's definitely better than where we were uh, come the beginning of, uh, sorry, come the beginning of February. Um and, you know, I just think, I'd like to think that we've managed to get our slump out of the way and we're starting to play well. The, the only problem we've got is Ryan Leonard was out injured, Keftenveld was out injured, Zahor got injured on Saturday. Um, so we are going through a, a spate of injuries that we just don't have cover for, um, especially in the centre of midfield. Evans got switched, he switched it to a back four, Evans played in the centre midfield and I'll tell you what, he's, I think he's going to be a very, very good player um, I said that about Troy Parrott and Troy Parrott went back to Spurs and then went out to Ipswich, so probably not the best advice for me but yeah, he looks composed he looks a lot better version of Ryan Woods I don't think Woods is all that anymore to be honest um, so yeah, it's, it's looking good and hopefully we can sort of carry on up the right end of the table yeah, do you know what's annoying is you keep buying these players off Barley and they turn out to score a lot of goals against you. And Mason Bennett has never scored a header in his life. No, it, he was there for Ma- Mason Bennett's years. an interesting one. Um, I wasn't overly keen when we first got him, but he's had moments of magic this year. He did it against Bristol City with a wonderful finish from outside the area. You know, he, he did a lovely bit of skill to put. Pontus Janssen on his arse when Brentford came down to the den to set up Jeb Wallace for the goal and he's then gone and come up with the winner against Reading away from home um, I just, I'm not quite sure Rowett knows what his best 11 is at the minute I think without Wallace 
we don't look that effective. Um, Wallace had a knock, so he's he's not been playing a lot of football over the last sort of couple of weeks. Um, but hopefully, um, hopefully we've turned a corner and we can slowly look at the uh, playoffs and not look what's going on down the bottom. Yeah, and we'll be joining you. <laughs> um, um, yeah, if anyone that didn't know, Derby County won as well. So the Derby, Derby County is staying up. Derby County is staying up. Derby is what's, staying uh, up. What's Rooney's record now at Derby? Because according, according to Adam Green, he's done fuck all at Derby. Well, we, yeah, in 15 games, we, we're fifth in yeah. the form table. We've won four out of our last five. Um so, yeah, I don't think Rooney's doing too bad, to be fair. But, you know, and we're now sat and 19th. And we Lee Gregory five. scored. Millwall player. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. He, he, uh, he missed a sitter against Rotherham when he came yeah. on the bench last week. <laughs> I mean, obviously, went on, went on to get dicked. But, yeah, he started um, Kazim Richards and Gregory in four four two, and they seemed to back, What did I say the other day? What did I say? I said in our group chat, he's going to play two up front with Gregory. Yeah, I mean, it seems to work. Derby, um, they um, they played. They did this weird sort of. They had five men at the back post corner corner routine, and it worked. And they scored yeah. from after like five minutes out of nowhere. And um, yeah, Gregory was obviously a tap in, and then he set up Cousin Richards' goal, which was an absolute rocket. So big win, really, against a good side. Obviously, Middlesbrough. Not you know, I think they've lost the last four or five games now. Yeah, four. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it a, bit, it's a big win. We just need yeah, to they've had a poor, they've had a poor run of form. We need to go. Well, yeah, this is this is true. Yeah. We need to just go and back it up with a win against Wickham on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, just touching on Wickham, Greeny, Wickham yeah. two 0 down, mm. and then uh, out of nowhere, got to win three two. I did. Mm. Probably, probably not enough to keep them up though, is it? No, it's definitely not enough to keep them up. Great result. Um, I'm sure Steve didn't see it coming. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I said 2-0 down to win 3-2. It only took a Leicester player, though, mate, to get the win for him. Um, <laughs> Josh Knight, bullet of a goal. I see the goal. was a great always goal. Comes, but... Always yeah, 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 fucking Leicester, doesn't it? Yeah. Not, said, not mate, the player's um, quality is the fact that he's on loan from Leicester. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great result for Wickham, don't get me wrong, but I just feel that, mate, there's too much of a goi- uh, goi- a, point, a, a point gap. <laughs> Point gap. <laughs> Too much of a point gap. <laughs> Too much of a point gap there to, for them to make ground on now, mate. I mean, what they got nineteen points. You're looking at Too trying long. to overtake Coventry and Rotherham are twenty nine thirty one. So it's a massive ass, mate. I think that really realistically now a West Wickham win every game. I can't see them staying up. Too oh, little, it, too it is, mate, yeah, too little too late. But who's to say they might bounce back next year? Mm. And well, they've yeah. at least experienced the championship if they do come back up. Ainsworth will probably know what he needs, how to set up. But again, the championship's too hard to call. So, but yeah, good result over the less than that. Yeah, no, just one more on the championship. Um, this afternoon, yeah. Jacko, Brentford's 21 game and yeah. run came to an end uh, to the Hassel yeah. Barnsley. I know that was so not, a Yeah, definitely. Um, fair play to Barnsley, but. Barnsley have surprised me this year. I didn't think they were going to do as well as they have. Um, I thought they would be where Coventry, Rotherham are. But fair play to them. They've 
set themselves up to play, you know, football that they know they can play well. They're currently sitting 12th and they're sort of, they're in a shout with a playoff chance, which I don't think Barnsley fans would have expected at the start of this year. Um, Brentford, I think that's going to hurt them quite a bit, seeing as Swansea have now got two games in hand over them. Um, believe their game got postponed yesterday. Um, so that puts the the pressure on Brentford to sort of maintain their, their spot. You know, the question will be asked is, will it happen again like it did last year where they just missed out on the last day of getting automatic? Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But I think it's going to be between Norwich, Brentford and Swansea for those top two spots this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd say about there, mate. I think in terms of those three, um, Barnsley, yeah, genuinely expecting to be not fight relegation, no. but around that sort of area in the table. And yeah, they've uh, surprised mm. me. Um, that was definitely a surprise. Um, it's quiz time. Boys. Hey, hey, what a yeah, quiz! It's quiz time. It's quiz time. Yeah, um, I had to actually have a real good look into this because. We've done that many quizzes now that it was trying to find something that we haven't done. And I, I, I don't think we've done that. Okay. Uh, I think we've been very player orientated. So this is a, this is a, well, I'll tell you what it is. This is, I'd like you boys to obviously go against each other. There is nine managers who have won the LMA Manager of the Year Award since 2010. Jesus. Um, so yeah, I thought, you know what, we always have a go on players. Let's have a go on managers and, this one's quite tough, to be fair. So there's uh, there's nine gaffers who have won it over the ten years. There's one manager who's won it twice, and uh, I, I don't know. Have you boys gone up against each other? Uh, no, I don't think no, so, mate. Don't... But what what's the quiz? Sorry, mate, I lost a bit of connection there. The, mm. the quiz is, mate. There was mm. name me the nine managers to have won the LMA uh, Manager uh, of the Year award since 2010. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here all fucking night. And, uh, <laughs> Premier League, oh, yeah. boy, hasn't got a chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got a yeah. scoopy, mate. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. So you've got nine managers, Greeny. The one bloke's won it twice. Um, Greeny, seeing as you ain't got a bloody clue, we'll give you, uh, we'll give right, you first one. I'm going to go for, this is due to Leicester winning the title, Claudio Ranieri. Claudio Ranieri's on the list, mate. 2016, you. you're on the board. That's uh, one down, eight to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder is on the Good list. Show, right. One more. Oh, mate. This is taking the piss already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, obviously, the champions then. Uh, Jürgen. Yeah, Jürgen. Last year's uh, LMA Manager of the Year. 2-1. Six to go. I mean, you moaned about it, Greeny, but you, you're not... Oh, like, they're too easy ones, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've got to go with Pep. Oh. Yeah, Pep's on the list, oh, 2018. Geez, nice one, mate. That's all right, mate. 2-2, two, 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 four down. There's only five um, left. Fuck, I ain't got a fucking scooby, mate. Um, stab in the dark, this. I don't know how long he's been retired now, but Fergie. 
Yep. Fergie, 2011-2013. Oh, he's got the one that's got it fucking two years. (laughs) So... um, Got five to go. Don't want to lose to me, Jacko. I think. He can't lose to me, can he? Come on. So we've had Ferguson, Klopp, Guardiola, Wilder and... Ranieri. We've got. I know. I'm going to go with Antonio Conte. He is. Yes. Get in. 26. How did you pull that out of the bag? 2017. Because I'm going with who won the fucking title, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could do that, mate, but I can't remember who won it from one year to another. (laughs) It's three or four. I need to get one right. I need to put a bit of daylight between us, Jacko. You got. Actually, no, I'm not going to give you the year. I really, I really haven't got a Scooby, mate. I really ain't. I'm not sure I'd get any of these, to be fair. I'll go with, uh, as a punt, David Moyes. David Moyes. Oh, what it in 2009. Oh, for... <laughs> <laughs> you right. don't have a bonus point. Hit the post. No, you hit the post, mate. Right. I think he won it in 2012. I'm going to go with Mancini. He didn't oh, no. win it in 2012. Somebody else did. Oh, no. So I'm sure that's when you, when City won their first title. I'm not sure, but he's 2012. Yeah. Did you say? No, he's not him. It was uh. Well, I'm not going to tell you who it was because you. Oh, okay. 2012. That's making me think now, Jacko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this is a this is a massive punt. 20- this is a massive punt. And, it, and I mean, this is a major punt. But I'm going back to when Liverpool nearly won the title until they got pipped by and then Palace beat them. But my boy, Brendan Rodgers. Oh, fuck off your boy. You wanted him gone earlier in the year. <laughs> He's on the Get list, Greedy. Yes, has that took me in the lead or what? Yeah. 4-3, Greedy, yeah. you got three left to go. you got... Shall I give you the year? No, no, I'm, I'm going to have a go with this one. This is this is make or break. I'm going to go for Pellegrini. Nah. Not on the list. I'm trying to go with the, the managers that won it for Man City. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I, I was thinking him, but I thought he didn't win much. Yeah, but he won the title though, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't win much. Yeah, but I'm, you've got to go for someone who's like performed. But, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, you get it. it. You've won, mate. Yeah. Well, I've got to get it, mate. <laughs> what's, the, what's the years left? Let's have a look what the years left, Jack. 2010, 2012, 2015. 2010, 2012, 20, what happened in 2015 then? That would be the year before Leicester won the league. Um... I'll have a punt, Rafa Benitez. Not on the list. Come on, Jack. 2010, 2012 and 2015. 
Yeah. I'm going to go with Jose. Oh. Uh, That's who I was going to say next. <laughs> Please don't say Jose. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Jesus Christ, this is hard one, isn't it? Probably, uh, now this is, you probably laugh at this, but I'm, I don't give a monkey. I'm going to go through it in a way to put daylight between me and Jacko. Oh, no, you get this, you win, you twat. There's no need for daylight. Well, there's two, there's three left in there, so it'd be a draw if you could get two more. Yeah, but he's one ahead of me, isn't he? With three to play? No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, you're right. I'd have to find a decision. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, massive. Oh, no, no, that no, can't be him. No. <laughs> I, am. I am. I'm doubting myself. I am doubting myself. Don't stop doubting yourself. I'm going to go for it. Don't take the piss. I'm going to go Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. Hey, Get it! Yeah, yeah I had 2015. I thought that's when he uh, kept him up, wasn't it? I don't know what he'd done, but he's on yeah, the I remember that. I think, I think it may have Two been left. when he got him into the Premier League. Premier League, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Come on, Jacko, equalise. Do not. I'm gonna go with Roberto Di Matteo. You have to shout. No, he's not. Oh, he's not the off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus! Who else is there? Um, I'm gonna go with Arsene Wenger. Not on the mm. list. Uh I'm just taking stabs now because I haven't got a fucking clue. Carlo Ancelotti. No, oh, fuck off list. with your fucking list. It's bollocks. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go down. All the all the managers are in the Prem now then. Uh, who else have we got? A, we don't know Arsenal. So you got 2010 and 2012. D. D. E. Everton. No, not that. A. Everton. A. No, see, Palace. Uh, Palace wouldn't have got fuck all, would they? Relegation of the year. Uh, uh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to say, Gus Edink. He's <laughs> <laughs> not right. the list. Are no. these managers, have they won it in the Premier League? Um, I don't think they've ever won the Premier League, no. So, no. Sorry to the listeners, me and Jack are our shit. Yeah, yeah. We do apologise. I'm going to go with Ian Holloway. Ooh. No. Did he ever, has he ever been in no, the Premier League? No, he got Blackpool to the Premier League, didn't he? Mm. No, he's not on the list. This is where Jacko tells me to yeah. show my list. Um, oh, I'll give, do you know what I'll give you two more guesses each and then we'll wrap it up yeah yeah I'm going to go for a, for a stab for a proper stab to, wi- to win to it to win it a proper stab is Sam Allardyce ooh no alright I've got one more shot you got yeah Jacko back to you need to get it Jacko <laughs> I've no idea I can... absolutely no fucking yeah, idea but... Um, Go on, have a stab. Have a stab. Who's I've been stab? fucking stabbing for the last five minutes, mate, and I've been nowhere. 
game of the tail on the donkey, I would have pinned it to the fucking fridge, not the wall. I've got one more stab. Um, Hopefully you don't take him. Um. <laughs> Harry oh, Redknapp. No. That's a good shout, Jacko. I'm going to go down that same route with the old old managers. I'm going to go with the old England manager then, Mr. Roy Option. Oh, he's on the get left. Off. When he turned. Oh, one more guess. Slow, mate. <laughs> Give us the team name, Jack, and see if me and Jacko can guess it. Newcastle, 2012. Are you? Yep. Oh, oh fuck off. Who fucking got that? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been beating the quiz yet, then, boys. I was going to say, the worst thing is Greeny's fucking oh, nice quiz. fucking unbearable now, isn't he? <laughs> I'm up there, just like my lads. Are oh, shut up. Fucking here we go. I'll have to bring me a game next week. No, I don't know fuck it, get a better list. <laughs> <laughs> <Bollock>. <laughs> Just uh, if you'd like to email Jacko with some more lists and quizzes, then uh, email him at afteractiontime2020 at gmail.com. Um, if you want to send him an email, tell him to fuck his list. <laughs> um, but yeah, send him a list. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, after extra time and like and look go and have a look at our Facebook page which has all the latest sort of news um, about guests and we are due a Facebook Live again this week I think. well are we going to are yeah. we going to announce something on air or not? yeah well, I'll tell you what let, let, let you you do that then okay Jacko. so for those of you that haven't spoken to us for quite a while um, or more importantly, Greeny, because he's the one who can't keep his mouth shut. We have been given an opportunity with a company called Sports Social, who are helping set up a web page for us. Um, they're also going to extend our listening audiences to not just Apple and Spotify and Google, but they are partnered with Heart Radio, aren't they, Greeny? They are indeed, mate, yeah. So, in the next few weeks, you will probably see a bit of news about that from us. This is officially a contract. We have signed it. It's for 12 months. Um, so, just from me, and this is insert soppy moment, I'd like to say a thank you to Jack and Greeny, because without you two, we wouldn't have fucking got this going. And I'd also like to say a massive thank you to everyone that has listened to this podcast for the last seven, eight months. It means a lot to us. We're carrying on, regardless of how many people listen to it or how many people are interested. To those of you that have stuck with it and listened to us, waffle on since June. Thank you all very, very much. And hopefully we can actually sound a bit more professional, a lot less laggy. And hopefully, the diva will give us a bit of a break from all his bullshit. <laughs> what a what a speech! It was like it was it's like, like a fucking Churchillian, mate, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, was, you got yeah, to thank him, yeah. Bless him. Yeah, no, I, th- I think speaking on behalf of all three of us, obviously we appreciate any sort of listen, anyone telling their friends about it, their work colleagues, and even just something as simple as liking yeah. a post of ours or or sharing it. We appreciate everything. Um, what we need to add in there as well, boys, is nothing's going to change. We're going to still be here on a on a weekly yeah. basis. We're still going to have our yeah. guests on. Everything is going to run exactly the same as Astro X has been doing for the last seven or eight months. So, nothing, like I said, nothing's going to change. It's just us. We're getting more promoted and hopefully more listeners and more interaction with, with the listeners and the viewers on Facebook. Um, Basically, after extra time, yeah, uh, big uh, we've, we've sold yeah. out to the first available bidder, basically, is what's <laughs> happened. Yeah. Because we're desperate. Greenie, Greenie will be in Waterstones <laughs> next week doing book No, he won't. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be locked down, mate. You can't go out. Yeah, he will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and as well, we've got a guest on as well tonight, Jack. Yes, Jack mate. Up. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because I was too busy raging at Jack's fucking quiz. Sorry. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I'll let, um, it's, as it's Jack's show, I'll let him say, say more. Yeah. Obviously, uh, myself yeah. and Jacko won't be there, but Greeny is leading the charge on it. Um, part two will be with uh, Mr. Ian Hume. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to that, aren't you, Greeny? Oh, brilliant, mate. Can't wait. Such a legend, mate. Grew up as a kid, watching him play. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, yeah, looking, looking forward to part two and uh, we're excited for the latest news and yeah keep your uh, if you want to know more about it and you want to know more about who uh, I'll keep it quiet for now but we've got Facebook live again this week coming up on the Thursday keep yeah. your eyes peeled on our Facebook page for that Jack I love this one and uh, we'll see you all again at the same time same place next week cheers boys thanks a lot see you Hello and welcome back to After Extra Time. I'm now your host, Greeny, as Jack and Jacko have now gone to bed. And joining me, instead of them two clowns, is the one and only Ian Hume. Let's, let's start with, obviously, Tranmere and where you first started out. 2000, you, you obviously went to Tranmere in 2000. What was it like, obviously, signing for them? I know you was there as a youth player, but what was it like signing a professional contract? Um, that was above and beyond all expectations, to be honest, because I, I moved over from Canada when I was uh, 15. So September in 1999, I moved over and I'd only signed a deal as, as a, as a YTS with like one, two year pro. Um, and by the end of that first season, I made my debut. So it wasn't, it was beyond all expectations. So I ended up uh, making my debut 2000 end of the 2000 season and back then you couldn't you couldn't sign a pro contract till your 17th birthday mm. so we pre-signed it all after i made my debut and everything we pre-signed it and then on my birthday i signed my first pro contract and um just all went from there and ended up being what six really really good years there and uh you, just enjoyed it and... yeah i was gonna say because obviously you made a, a fair lot of appearances i think it was over 150 appearances in the end for Tranmere. I mean, yeah. what was the most uh, memorable part of that time at Tranmere? Um, just the back then was the Tranmere Cup runs. Um, we we always 
competed and just as I signed is when they made the World Cup final that year. So they obviously beat West Ham, beat, uh, I think they beat uh, Middlesbrough, Coventry. Um, then the next season we was when we had all the Southampton, Everton. So that was my, my that was my FA Cup debut was beating Everton at Goodison 3-0. Um, and we continually did it. So like beating uh, one of my last years there, we, we made the quarterfinals and lost to, to Millwall when they made the final. So we lost to them in the quarterfinals and uh, we'd beat Swansea, uh, that up and coming team when they had uh, Lee Trundle, Andy Robinson and all uh, Leon Britton and everybody. Um, we beat Bolton away from home on the replay. Um, just, it was, it was consistent. We, we were always doing great cup runs and um just beating the, the we were the perennial uh, FA Cup giant killers, which was which yeah. was great great to be a part of. Yeah, I'm glad um, Jacko the other host then on because he's actually a Millwall fanny, and so uh, <laughs> he might give you some stick. <laughs> oh, that's hey, that's fine. Um, they they beat us. They they had a great team at the time with Tim Cahill coming through and everything. Um, but it was we we went down the den and they battered us. Uh, John Achterberg saved the penalty off uh, Muscat, and yeah. then. Went back to our place and Tim Cahill scored and um, we we competed. We sh- we possibly could have got something from the game, but obviously didn't happen. Uh, Tim Cahill ends up getting a massive move at the end of that season to Everton, and we all know what happened there. Yeah, yeah, some <laughs> um, player right. doing an incredible career, and um, hey, we were proud of it. We we made it that far, and it was the almost year because they ended up going. I think they played Sunderland at Old Trafford in the semi final, so that was another one that we could have beaten. Like that yeah. was one of those where. It wasn't like a worrying Man City or or Everton or Liverpool or anyone like that. It was a it was a Championship club who I thought we could have gone and got a result against, but wasn't to be. No, but again, like you said, you knocked out some great teams on the way, so it's all positives, exactly. mate. Um, obviously, exactly. you moved on from from Leicester. You signed on transfer deadline day. Yeah. Move you wanted, or did you want to stay at Tranmere? Um, well, uh, we were we were in the middle of a con, uh, a good sort of squad building at Tranmere. Um, we had a very very young team, players coming through from the youth system that I'd come through. Um, so I wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere. Yeah. But through that summer, after like we lost in the playoff sem- or playoff semi-finals to Hartlepool, um, through that summer there was a lot of interest, um, mainly from Preston. Um, there was a couple others who who said they were interested but never really did anything about it. And then as soon as we started the next season, Brian Little sat me down and just said, listen, there's, there's been interest. Um, we brought in Chris Greenacre, top striker, who I'd have loved to have played with. But yeah. I think it was they they brought him in knowing that I would be on my way out because um, we lost Ryan Taylor that summer and myself ended up going on deadline day. Um and Leicester came in like a couple of days before the the deadline, and just showed their interest. And I think when that, they came in, even though I'd still had my head set on going to Preston because they'd been back and forth with uh, mm. um, offers and whatnot, uh, I think it was adamant Tramia didn't want me going there, so they uh, they weren't accepting any bids. And then Leicester came in, agreed a fee, um, kind of raced down the the what the M6 and then across to the M1 and did a little bit of a microwave microwave <laughs> medical and uh next thing you know I'm signing so it was a it was a great time great club um obviously it, it opened my eyes a lot when I drove into the training ground and 
okay, I know they've just stepped up to a like probably one of the best training grounds in the world now. But yeah. when even when I went through the door there at the at the old training ground, it was still a different world to what I'd been used to, and um, just really really big eye opener for me. And it was it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you see Leicester now is like they're all they're all connected as like a family. Ian, was that was that still the same case as when you were playing for them? Exactly, exactly how it was. Um, they're all local people working at the club, and like you go in the change room, and the laundry ladies are um, local girls from from Leicester. You have the chef and his sister work in the in the kitchen, and uh, kit man, same guy. He's still there now, Maka. He's he's yeah. the, the kit man. He, they're all local local people and um they have a great feeling for the club which is great and um just being a part of it <clears throat> like I, I i bet in quite quite quickly once I, I broke into the team and um just loved it just loved the three years i was there i think a little bit disappointed that i didn't stay on a bit longer because i still had contract but it was mm. it was one of those things that was my hand was a little bit forced um and ended up being what it was yeah, so I was going to say about that. You know, I mean, obviously, you stayed, you wanted to stay at Leicester, and we thought you was going to stay, but then obviously Barnsley coming for you. I mean, did you not have no swing at all to say, "Look, I'm staying and I'm not going Barnsley," or did you not really have much of a say? Um, well, it, it was a mad one because in the January when Ollie was in charge, they Mandrich had gone behind his back and accepted a fee. Uh, when we when we'd all agreed <clears throat> that I was staying, that everyone was staying. Because we actually had a meeting on deadline, or yeah, on deadline day. Yeah, and uh, Ollie's like, "Listen, if you if you guys think you want to go, don't want to fight relegation, whatever, then then feel free. Just let me know." Mm. And everyone put their hand up, said, "No, we're staying. We're fighting. We're doing this and that." And then I get home. Like it's, a, I lived up in Loughborough, so I was, I was driving like forty minutes. Yeah, dr- driving up there, and I get in the door, and I tell my wife to stop thinking about it. Like we're not going anywhere. And mm. as soon as I finish the sentence, I get a phone call saying they've accepted a bid and called Ollie Ollie was raging um, <laughs> called me back said listen if you want to go you go it's obviously don't want uh, Mandridge isn't bothered blah 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 mm. but we all know I, I, I hung around finished the season um, and then find out that the, there was contract differences between what I had and what the club had um, so the club said my wages cut in half whereas the one that I had signed in front of me didn't say that mm. um, and I know it's obviously expected as you hear over people's contracts where when they get relegated, their contract's cut in half. Mm. But but mine in front of me didn't say that. I was gonna, My agent's one didn't say that. The club's one said that. I was going to say, so, obviously, you was a fan's favourite as well. So when you left, I was a bit bizarre myself being a fan, thinking, well, yeah. he's, he's a fan's favourite. He scores, he scores the goals. <clears throat> you know, he'll, he'll be the main man for us the season when we got relegated. But obviously, it didn't happen. Yeah, it was, it was frustrating because I was... Anyone who watched me play in there knew I was enjoying it. Mm. Me and Matty Fryer were on fire. Yeah. And even when we got relegated, we'd still caused everybody problems week in, week out. And obviously adding Stevie Howard there and Barry Hales. And um, yeah. it was it was just a recipe for success when we went. I, I know it was horrible going down, but I think it was a recipe for success if, obviously, if we'd kept the mainstay of the squad together, which evidently worked. Mm. Because um, Matty went on, scored thirty goals the next year, and uh, Stevie Howard, I think, scored fifteen or so. And yeah. like it, it was there. The blueprint was there to jump straight back up, and thankfully they did. But um, yeah, at the time I wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere. Um, 
I'd what I'd lean goal scorer, joint top scorer when I first signed with Joey Good Johnson, and then yeah. the next two years I was top goal scorer. And there's no need for me to be moving when I'm at a club like that and enjoying it. But the financial side of things when they came in and told me that when obviously it didn't say that to me I felt a little bit undercut and yeah but I wasn't I wasn't happy about it and um but hey never it never softened anything the way I feel for the club and I still still really 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 like the place and obviously the the fact that they went on to win the Premier League is yeah an incredible incredible story and um to be a part of the history in one little portion is is great to say definitely mate i mean i mean do you still call it the walkers or do you call it the king power <laughs> it's the walkers I, I had a i did the thing the other day uh with the fox's arms yeah uh, dreaming yeah thing. yeah and it's uh it's, it's always going to be the walkers <laughs> for me yeah definitely it's, hey listen king power come in and uh the the owner came in and rest in peace but he he came in and he changed it and obviously fun, uh, funded the club for, for years and years and years. And um, <laughs> Funny enough, I think it was about 10 months after I left, that's when he took over and started throwing silly contracts at people. <laughs> Always um, the case, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh, 100%. Player, player of the year and whatever and top goal scorer for, for three years. And as soon as I leave, they start throwing money at people. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Could have could have could have come in could have could have come in about six eight months earlier and it would well, have stopped stopped any controversy. Well, that's the thing, Hume. I was going to say. Do you reckon if if the owners <laughs> did come in earlier on, you would have definitely have stayed and you probably would have seen your career out there. In hindsight, it's yeah. easy to say that. Um, listen, I, I I did love the place and it was a, it was a great place to train and play. And um, if things were different, just with that small bit of contract, you never know what happens because, like, you look at Matty Fry, yeah. stayed on. Bangs thirty goals, ends up getting a move. Uh, you never know if if the two of us are still there and we're both similar ages. You never know. We could have we could have hung around for quite a while. And um, but it, again, that's in hindsight. It's it's easy to say that now. And uh, it it would have been nice to have stayed a bit longer. But again, that's not taking anything away from Barnsley because obviously they they spent quite a bit of money on me. And mm. unfortunately, things never worked out the way it did at at previous clubs. But I know there's a there's a couple of things that sort of that sort of changed the the direction of where my career was going at that time. I was going to say, Hume. I mean, obviously you went there for one point two mil from Leicester, so massive price tag at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I remember your goal, worldy goal, um, the volley against Derby. Don't know if yeah. you remember that that two nil win. That was a sensational goal, is what BBC Sports said. Do you remember that still now, like clear as anything? Is that one of your favourites? For... Which one, Derby? It was uh, the two. I, I think it was on the on your return from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross goal. Yeah, that's across it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because we had we had two games off, in a week. Um, I've sent off the week before. Four, that was right. Yeah. Uh, against against Cov Shock. <laughs> see, see, that was the thing. It was uh, their fans were giving me. They were hurling abuse at me. Um, the whole game. Um, obviously, because it was just after. Because I, like I'd scored on my home debut for Barnsley, we played Chris uh, QPR, yeah, and then my home my home debut, so my way debut I scored against QPR, and then my home debut I got sent off against Cov, <laughs> and um it was Mike Michael Mifsud, oh yeah, he he was he was a great player, but he was a little pest, and hmm. he was one of those who sort of had that arrogance about him where he rubbed it in your face and whatnot, hmm. so I I tackled him about twenty five minutes earlier, like 
had a great challenge on him. And okay, I, I caught him, yellow card, whatever. Um, and a, a couple of minutes later, they'd tried a short corner mm. and he's taken the corner and somebody's laid about him. They've laid him short. So I've gone in and I've absolutely lifted him, but I've lifted him right in front of all their fans. And obviously, as soon as their fans get involved, then the ref comes flying over and gives me my second yell. And thankfully, I was right in front of our tunnel. Um, <laughs> so I, I just walked straight up away from the fans. But um, yeah, so that's how it went. And then we had two games. We had the Derby game, which was a massive game because I think Derby just come, uh, they just come down. Mm. Um, so they went up, had that year up there and then came down. Um, so we beat them and then we had Donny, which was a local rivalry where we were uh, down to 10 men in the first half and we ended up winning 4-1 oh, after being 1-0 yeah. down, which was massive, um, scored, scored in both of them. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. The first, the first season, just before I, obviously everything happened, it was, mm. I think I'd scored, scored four goals in 14 games or 13 games. So like, listen, I'm not a, I've never have been a prolific goal scorer, but I'm always somebody who who pops up with goals here and there and, and does their bit for the team. Um, I mean, you're always a menace, weren't you, Humi? I mean, chasing it down and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. That's, I, I built a career on that and just, mm. being a, a, just being a pain, being somebody who's not going to give anybody an easy game. And I'm not the biggest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest, but I'll definitely give you a good fight. And I, I mean, I, I, to, for, for me, Humi, yeah. I think you remind uh, well, Vardy reminds me of you. To be fair, with his work rate, obviously when I was oh, a I kid wish, watching, watching I you wish play, I went as far as he bloody did. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, watching you play as a kid, it's like, well, you definitely remind like watching Vardy now compared to you. It's like, yeah, that's you, me, all over again. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit quicker, scores a few more goals. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times with Lester doing podcasts and that, and mm. um, saying what would have what would have been like to play with Vardy. And honestly, that that would have been hilarious seeing defenses playing against the two of us in our prime because the the two of us are hundred percent, hundred mile an hour, and don't give people rest. And if you've got two of them doing that, similar, right. similar, similar to what me and Matty did to teams where mm. we'd go and we'd we'd hassle people for for as long as we possibly could, and that would have been enjoyable to be honest. But hey, he's gone on to. To bigger and better things, Mr. Vardy. So fair play to him. Fair play to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just quickly going back to Barnsley, Humi. I mean, obviously you had that um, injury, <clears throat> bad injury from yourself. Um, yeah. Is there any malice still between Chris Morgan still, or or is he uh, apologised? No, not apologised. Um, Nothing. Sent me sent me a text about eight months later <clears throat> when I played my first game in preseason. Um, just said. Good to see you back on the field. I hope we can sit down and have a pint over this someday. Huh. And that was it. Um, and then we, we played them the next year. Um, Sky tried to organise it because it was almost to the date, like mm. to the year, to the day. They they tried to organise Barnsley v Sheffield United on Sky. And I was just, I think I was suspended or he was suspended. I was injured. They were devastated. So uh, now when we played them at Bramall Laney, like obviously shake hands. I'm not I'm not one of those who's like a Suarez and Everest sort of thing where I'm not gonna mm. shake somebody's hand. Mm. Um obviously different circumstances. Um but yeah. I shook his hand in the thing in the the lineups and that at the start and then when I'm walking on I I got subbed off like seventy five minutes or something and he's like, 
comes up and shakes my hand and goes, oh, let's make it look good for the cameras. I'm like, what? Yeah, um, that's disgusting. But that's, but, yeah, but that's it. Listen, I, I don't give a shit, I'll be honest with you. He's, yeah. he's, he's not meant to do what he did to the extent he did, but he's meant to catch me. And if he says anything different at any point, he's, he's full of it. Um, but well, hey, it's, it's, it's part of my story. It's done. It's, he ended up uh, retiring through injury about a year and a half later. Um, so it was never, it was never anything. I, I don't hold grudges. I don't, it's obviously, gone. I'm, never, I'm probably never going to see him again. So, well, that's it. You know I mean, obviously with that injury, obviously it was a really bad injury, but do you reckon that was obviously a big toll on your career after that? Obviously you didn't really kickstart after that, did you? Um, it, it definitely sent me back a few years as far as, mm. uh, my development. I'm yeah. not saying I would have gone on to play at the highest level. I'm not saying I would have done this and that, the other. Um, but it's forever a question mark. So, mm. like, even 10 years later, I was I was signing places or trying to sign places. And I was like, oh, how's the head? And it's the same mm. way it was last week and the year before and yeah. the year before that. And it's thing is, it's I wouldn't have come back if I wasn't going to be the same. And, mm. like, I went to Preston, did very well at Preston um, for the time that I was given the opportunity. Um, and it was, it was just frustrating because it was forever a cloud over my head about, oh, is he fit? Is he this? Is he that? And, um, it it is what it is. Career paths take their their turns if and when they they're supposed to, and unfortunately, that set me back a massive way. And um, I went from being a a championship regular championship footballer and League One footballer to fighting for a contract four years later at a League Two club and whatever. Mm. So it was, uh, obviously didn't help, uh, but you never know. It 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 could have been because I wasn't as fit as I was or as good as I was. So, hey, it is what it is. That's a chapter in the, the story and we'll just move moved on with it and not a problem. Yeah, I mean, the, the fair play to you, mate. I mean, obviously, after that, you said you struggled to get contracts elsewhere, Hear me. Yeah. Later on in your career, 2014, when you went out to, was it the Indian Super League? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was it. That was the first year of my career. So, from, from 99... Until mm. 2014, the first year of my career, I was out of contract. Wow. So, like, I'm 30 years old and having scored over 100 goals and played, what, 500-odd games. Mm. I'm fighting for short-term deals and even a trial and whatever. So, I'm like, you know what, I don't need this anymore. Like, I'm, I don't need to be fighting like this when you're seeing people getting brought in on loans and not playing or never played a game in their lives from a Premier League team and end up going on scoring one goal in 25 games or something like that. Yeah. I'm thinking, what's the, what's the point? Like, And then this this opportunity came up. It was actually talking about Leicester. Um, I was doing a, an interview with a buddy, uh, Andy May, who worked with uh, like BN and uh, mm. BT and whatnot. And he was doing a, an interview for Leicester for a Canadian TV company. Oh. About their, about getting promoted, so they just you guys have just gone up into the Premier League, and they go, how do you think they'll stand? So we did this whole interview about it all, um, and I'm like, oh, they'll, I think they'll finish top half. I think they'll they'll compete because they've got that mentality right now. And at the end of it all, he's he just asked me, he goes, have you heard about this league in India? And I said, not a clue. I said, I I didn't have a clue about anything to do with Indian football. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he just passed me a guy's number. He goes, email him and or give him a call or text or whatever, get your agent to call him and just see what it's about. 
so we <clears throat> they do their due diligence they talk to each other whatever and they say yeah they they're they're interested in having me because Canadian international they're trying to make it an international uh, league where they're bringing in people from all over mm-hmm. and they're like you're going to be the only Canadian there and it'd be great to have you in with your pedigree and what you've done so yeah it wasn't it wasn't even a financial move <clears throat> it was just a uh, a move to to change scenery just to change yeah. scenery um, was it, was it, from, sorry you know, I was just going to say was, was it a different style of football altogether compared to the English leagues yeah well listen the English leagues have been around for 100 years yeah, the, the Indian yeah. league's been around for 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. Well, maybe a little bit longer with the other league that they had, but the infrastructure's miles and miles away and the coaching levels are miles and miles away or were miles away. So it was just a it was just a baby. And like literally, even now after six, they're in their seventh year, it's still a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's still learning and they're still learning uh, ways to, to compete with the rest of Asia and then obviously move on to the rest of the world. But... It was just, it was literally just an adventure and a, a change of scenery that I went out there for. Um, ended up doing really well. And yeah, you had a couple of stints season. out there, didn't you? Because uh, didn't you go to Tranmere on loan for a bit or, or didn't you sign a short-term contract and then went back? Yeah, well, the, the first the first four seasons out there were, was it four seasons or three seasons? First three seasons out there were only four months. Ah, right. So literally went out there in August, I was home for Christmas. Mm. So... And then I obviously have to fill the gap. So after the first year, went out there. It's, it, it was a crazy one. I went out there, played really well. We lost in the final. I got player of the year. Came back to Tranmere and I was deemed not fit enough, not good enough. And, and I was, that's one of your old managers, Mickey Adams. Guy's oh, yeah, Mickey. Guy's an absolute <laughs> um, But he, yeah, he comes out and he just didn't like me from day one and her, gives this reason and that reason and whatever and ends up naming me in his autobiography which sold about three copies um, I love it <laughs> no, he did the guy he, he throws my Is name on the bus yeah. just a tool mate absolute tool just Unreal. Sm- small man syndrome and I know he he was out mm. Leicester for a while but he's got small man syndrome and he mm. chirpiest man in the world when he's hiding behind somebody else but yeah I get what um, you mean by that yeah um but it was what it was and whatever it kind of da- or soured my, my taste with Tramia at the time. And obviously yeah. no bygones be bygones now, but at the time it was it was Get me out. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is it was it's where I live. So me, mm-hmm. my wife and my kids are from there and we had a house literally two minutes away from, from Tramia and it just it just soured it a little bit. But hey, listen, I still support them. I follow. Was that when they got relegated then, Jimmy, or not? It was. Was it conference? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 Hardly played. I I trained with the youth team for two and a half months and played reserve (sighs) games against the under 19 teams here, there, and everywhere. But surely a person with your caliber, your goal scoring records in higher leagues, you would have played your 90 minutes in and out. Yeah. You would think so, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, or at least give a chance. Like we had Jason Kumas Mm. there who was doing the same as me, training every day. Mm. and not playing well, games and class player again. Well exactly. But instead Mickey brought in his his loanies from eighteen different clubs and <laughs> had uh, we I think that season we played over fifty players. You're kidding. And a lot of them Mental. were loanies and it, it 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 was a recipe for disaster and the little shitbag walked away when he he yeah, walked away he before up. No, yeah. he he walked away before relegation. So two Oh he I walked away before relegation. Yeah yeah. Oh right. Yeah, so it's, you look at his CV, it doesn't say relegated with Tramia at the conference. 
I didn't realise um, that. I thought he took him down. No, nah, no, he took us down, but he walked before. Well, it. yeah, they, they oh, actually right. pulled the plug. Um, but yeah, yeah, hey, that's forget him. I'm not giving him airtime. Yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's one of those, and it, mm. like I said, it soured my taste with Tranmere for a while. Um, but again, they're my home team. They're the team that gave me my chance of football, so I'll never ever feel that way about them all the time. Um, so I support them now. They are. They're my local team and whatnot, so um, I, I, I'll still support them and the way they're going right now, it's it's very encouraging, but yeah, so that was it, like after the first season in India, I came back there and I thought, yeah, great opportunity to come back and get my feet back into English football mm. and obviously that didn't work out, so I went back out to India the next season, uh, signed for the team that beat us in the final. Um, another one of your managers actually stuck a knife in me, uh, Peter Taylor. Oh, don't um, go on about him, Hugh. I can't stand the bloke. <laughs> no, yeah, well, he, he took over the team that I was at the first season. Mm. Um, and we were very close to agreeing contract. We'd been talking for like two months. And we'd, mm. we'd agreed everything <clears throat> apart from signing it. And then they mm. announced Peter Taylor. And Peter Taylor said, oh, no, he's not fit enough. He's not what we what will we possibly bring him. We'll get two players in. Huh. And then I ended up playing every game that season. So I played, there was 18 games with the final. The following yeah. season, I played 17 games minus nine minutes. Wow. And that was at 31 year old. And he ended yeah. up getting, he, he ended up being the first manager sacked in Indian Super League history. So, um, <laughs> no surprise yeah. though, is there? No, but that's <laughs> it. He brought it again. He brought in a bunch of his, his friends from, from the UK who thought it was going to be easy. Mm. They all went out there apart from maybe one or two. And, and they, they shot the bed, to be honest. Um, was that the same team who David James took over? Or was that a yeah, different well, team? No, that's the same team. So, Jamo ah. was the manager the first year. So, he was my manager the first year. We made the finals. Mm. And then he decided he didn't, didn't want to continue coaching or managing. Mm. Um, so, Peter Taylor got the job. And, yeah, that went sideways. I think they finished second bottom the next year. But my team, I moved to the ones that beat us in the final, Kolkata, ATK. Oh, right. and, and we made the fi- uh, semi-final. And then the next year we won it. Um, so in between those uh, two stints, so the, the second mm. year in India and the third year in India, I went to play in Spain. And then oh. after the third season, I went to play in Spain again um, because we were we were a sister club to uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, so okay. there was a connection in Spain. And I think that's one of the biggest regrets is I I wish I'd been given the opportunity. I wish my agent when I was younger had a bit more scope as far as Europe. Mm. I, I think playing in Spain when I was maybe mid-20s, late-20s, would have been ideal for me. Yeah. I think the way I played and um, the type of game Sorry, I brought, the game. Yeah, we, mm. I think I could have had a very successful career out there. But again, I went out there and it was a it was a new challenge. It was, it was Obviously, the language barrier was there, but learned a few things about the language and the cultures and the, the type of football was incredible. And um, yeah, I just I enjoyed it there and then ended up going back to <clears throat> back to India again. So I spent, uh, what, four and a half seasons in India, five seasons in India. And I think the final. Curtain, time. Yeah, I think the final curtain call was when I, I returned to Kerala Blasters, which was the first team that I was at. I returned there mm. and then I. Uh, I ruptured my ACL. So, um, and funny enough, I ended up being teammates with the goalkeeper who I smashed into um, the (laughs) the season after. So, did that, 
uh, ruptured my ACL, um, came back the next year. They messed me around a little bit, promised the world, and then stopped answering phone calls and texts and emails and all that. Um, yeah. Cause they were, they said they were going to get me back fit and bring me back. And they ended up saying nothing for two months and then announcing two strikers. Huh. So, yeah, a little bit. So, so, so I went somewhere, went to another team, Pune and uh, recovered from my ACL properly and um, came back and then there's been nothing since. So that's coming up two years now. So it's uh, I'm not officially retired yet. <laughs> um, but I'm as close to I'm as close to officially retired as unofficial can be. I was just about to ask you that question. Now you retired, but obviously you've answered it, Yumi. I mean, what is next for you in your stage? And are you looking obviously to go anywhere, Europe or anywhere across the world to play, or are you thinking about coaching now? Yeah, well, we, me and the family have moved over to Canada, so um, moved back after 21 years away. Um, yeah. Um, I've done my coaching. Well, done. I'm doing my coaching badges. I've just completed my my B license in India, or not in India, in Wales. Um, yeah. I've got my B license in Canada, so I'm looking to get the experience on the field, um, coaching, and I'm obviously going to play whatever level I possibly can as long as I can. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm doing the coaching side of things and just trying to get some experience and learning the game. And as as long as I played football. I'm not a coach, so yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those things. I, I need to learn that side of the game, and I'm enjoying it. Um, obviously, pandemic and lockdown does not help one bit, but no. <clears throat> I guess it's the same for everybody. And we're just plugging away. Um, hopefully, if I get a bit much a, enough time on the field and learning more, um, I'll be pushing to do my A license hopefully next year, um, and then see where that brings me. Yeah, that's decent. I mean, I'll, just a quick view, and then I'll let you go, Hugh, and me, because I've kept you long enough. Um, obviously, you said you're back to Canada. Obviously, have you ever thought about playing in America? So I've interviewed, obviously, Jack Barnby, who was part of Leicester, and I, he went out there and said he enjoyed his time. I thought about it many times. Yeah. Um, but Canadian, three Canadian teams and not one serious interest. Which frustrated the hell out of me. Um, Cam- it's like that Vancouver, is it? Well, Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. Um, of course, yeah. So when I was younger, there was always like when I was under contract, when I was at Leicester, when I was at uh, Barnsley, whatever. There was always press releases saying, "Oh, they're interested in this and that," but mm. never anything. Um, then as I got a bit older, there was still nothing. And I, when I was in my prime, sort of twenty six, twenty seven, when when I finished at Leicester. Obviously, I wasn't leaving there when I went to Barnsley and things were a little bit rocky with the manager there. And then I went to Preston where I was playing really well and consistently. Um, there was loads of interest being spouted about in the press, but nothing ever came to. Um, and then Canada started its own league two years ago, which is, it's like a, it's, it's, it's classed as a professional league. Um, it's great for the country and great for the, the pathways of players coming up, but it, it it's essentially like the financial standards of maybe a, a non-league club in yeah. the UK. Um, yeah. But even then, being a part of that would have been would have been great to finish off my career. Um, yeah, obviously, full circle, starting my career in Canada, going over and playing for Tranmere, Leicester, Barnsley, Donny, mm. Preston, Fleetwood, going to India and then finishing off in Canada would have been 
kind oh, of, the kind of the, yeah, the full circle and playing in front of my parents and my brother and my sisters and that and would have been great. But yeah, I mean, for some reason there was never was, any interest. <laughs> no, which is bizarre because you've had obviously caps for Canada as well, Hume. So yeah, you would have thought, wouldn't you, an international cap forty? I think what you got about forty, fifty caps. I think it's forty-three for the full national yeah, team. So, yeah, decent. So you would have thought someone would have come in. Yeah, you thought, but I think I think there was this ultimate. Oh, we can't afford him, but never any, mm. never any conversation regarding finances. Um, mm. So it, no, it's frustrating, and like it, without trying to be like ultra negative, it's it's one of those yeah. things that's that frustration and people not picking the phone up and not just replying to you and letting you know, oh, listen, can't do it or whatever. It's 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 frustration more than anything, but. It is what it is. Um, exactly. Just move on from it. And that's where I'm trying to implement my way of doing things. And like I'm, I'm coaching a local team here. Hopefully we have a season. I was supposed to be coaching them last year. Obviously we didn't lock down or we were in lockdown and the season was ultimately cancelled. So I'm hoping to be doing them this year if the season goes ahead. So we'll just run things my way and get the that mentality. Get the, yeah. get the players buying into my my methodology of how I want to play and the obviously what I've done through my career as far as my my integrity of playing the game and the way I play and my my will to win and if I can implement that in in some way shape or form then it'll be a success and that's what I'm looking forward to and I'm working with my brother my brother's my assistant so that's uh that's going to be good. I'm going to be playing for them as well, unless something miraculous pops up. Um, so, yeah, just hoping that this pandemic uh, disappears or at least quietens down in the next couple of months and then get going properly and just move on to that next chapter, whichever one it is. Yeah, fingers crossed for you, hear me. Um, obviously, I'm going to let you go, mate, because I've kept you long enough, but All it's right. been a pleasure having you on, mate. And, uh, Hopefully, Hume, we can get you on our Facebook Live as well, if you don't mind, at some stage. Yeah, not a problem, man. Listen, I enjoy doing this stuff, and especially, like you said uh, the other day, in in the lockdown and pandemics, when people just want to sit and listen to something and watch something and something that might bring yeah, back definitely. bring back yeah. memories. Like, for me, talking about my careers, it's great, especially if some of the fans, like the Leicester fans who, who were around watching me when I was there, can see this and sort of relate to what I was talking about. And that's the... The ultimate, it's, ultimate it's aim. Definitely, mate. It's, it's mental for me because, like I said, I was a big fan of yours as a kid, you and me. So, for me to interview you now is like, <laughs> it's wow. <laughs> nah, not a problem. So, again, it's been a pleasure, mate, honestly. Oh, same here, mate. And uh, I wish I wish you all the best, mate. Wish your family all the best and uh, stay safe, you mean, keep in touch. All right, pal. Sounds good. Thanks, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.